Hi, thank you for joining me on the Boise Art Scene Podcast. My name is Morgan. I'm here today with Noble Hardesty, here to talk a little bit about his art and what he's got going on. Can you tell the people, the viewers, listeners, uh, a little bit about what mediums do you work with? These days, I do a a daily, like a daily painting. Like my wife gives me a prompt, and this this, by the way, all started with uh, Inktober back in 2000. 19 and i have been i i have been doing a daily painting since then i mean i'm super behind like i'm almost a month behind right now but that is that is kind of uh what i do and that kind of informs and has informed what i'm doing with other things like a lot of those you know i i, I call them studies and if something really pops or i'm like this idea is really good or, and I also post them on social media daily and, you know, I'll get feedback that way that kind of tells me, it's just like, okay, this, this one's hitting or this idea or, and then, you know, I may take it to the next step. And, and uh, so basically I'm creating an idea every day mm-hmm. that, that I don't have, that is comes from a prompt that my wife gives me which is great because then I'm not thinking of a prompt, you know, I mean, it just kind of, it comes out of the blue and then I make something that goes, goes along with it. Yeah. So, and you had told me, uh, when we did our interview, gosh, was a year ago when we did the video. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, when I did the inter- interview before with you where we made a video, uh, you had talked about part of the reason why you started working on those daily prompts and on like the coaster format was to help you, uh, minimize a little bit of, of what you were doing or kind of focus in on on some of the stuff because uh, you had said that sometimes you thought that your work got got a bit busy in the past oh yeah uh, do you think that that's something that's still been a practice for you or has a shift has it shifted uh your focus a little bit it's shifted it's it's really kind of made me you know one thing i'll say all day long is it's made me a better artist you know you can't help but improve when you've got a discipline like that in your life. And I think that that is, that is a super important way to handle things as an artist, you know, and it's not something that I had when I was younger. I just kind of did it all the time. But nowadays it is, you know, if, if you desire to take it to the next level, this is one of the ways to do it. I've found, you know, which, you know, so then, then that point I can do digital. I do a lot of digital stuff these days just cause I've kind of found that even doing a digital study, you know, these are, this is, this is a digital study, you know, so it goes from the coaster to a digital study and then something I'll paint that, you know, that I'm not having a ton of questions about executing it. I feel like I wasted a lot of time when I was younger and kind of made some mistakes Mm. in my work, you know, and this, this, you know, just having this digital tool it's changed how I work, how I, you know, kind of approach things. And I think uh, it's made me faster and I put out a better product. Sure. I find myself sometimes, uh, I mean, I love working with a computer. You know, I, I uh, in 2021, I subscribed to Thrasher magazine. And uh, because back in, uh, back in high school, I was a skater. And yeah. uh, I, I used to make collages and stuff. And uh, recently I got the bug 
again to do well i guess about two years ago i got the bug to do it again i couldn't find anybody that had old magazines so i subscribed for a year yeah. uh and then there's the exacto knife kit sitting there next God, to you okay. I, I just sat here the other day and and cut out all the interesting to me pictures and i got a stack of them sitting cool. over there but I, I i've always found it easier to create from and even with my video i've always found it easier to create with pieces that are effectively made by somebody else you know i'm taking sure. an interview so i'm taking somebody else's words and creating something different from it uh i'm taking a magazine and creating a, a collage from that i'm taking digital images and merging them together to create something new so like a lot of times i i, I don't consider myself really a, a creator per se but I, I like that especially the digital workspace where you can Sure. go back and forth with things but the whole point of what i was trying to get in that very roundabout way <laughs> was that a lot of times i find with digital um versus physical mediums that the the ability to undo correct and, and redo sometimes I, I i find myself over <laughs> tweaking things you know i'm like oh i could change this just a little bit more and uh at some point you know you, you got to stop i guess but uh, do you find it do you find yourself ever going too deep with like the minutia on a, a digital work versus the, the finality of a physical piece? Uh, in the beginning, but now, you know, you, I think, well, first I want to say that I don't think you're, you know, I think every artist begs, borrows and steals, you know, so we've all, we're all imposters when it comes to like putting something <laughs> out. So I don't, you know, I don't know that, I would discount what you're doing at all, you know. Um, oh, sure. But in the beginning, it was really, you know, if 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 I'm struggling with something, I walk away from it, you know, because I, I at this point I have more ideas and I have time to do them. So it's just like, okay, this is not working, so I'm going to jump on to the next thing, you know. And you know, I've kind of found that I just take extensive notes and really have a lot of ideas about what I'm doing and. Yeah, you, and then once you kind of get like a, a you know a, a way that you're using things digitally, you have a process. So it's just kind of like I just kind of run things through that filter, I would say. And you know, ultimately being you know my filter as an artist, but yeah. So what got you uh, into creating art? What got you interested in in that? It's something I just always knew that I would be doing. You know, it was. I mean, I've been drawing since I could hold a pencil. I was drawing on walls as a kid, getting in lots of trouble. You know, I mean, it was just like, I was just always drawing. And that's just what I was going to do. You know, even even in like going to school and stuff like that, it was just like, I didn't care what a teacher was saying. I cared about what I was drawing in the, you know, the margins of my trapper keeper. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> what I cared about. So it's just, it's always been you know, kind of a thing, you know, and I, I think it was just the way I learned was visually, you know, so it was just kind of how everything worked. And, um, I kind of feel like I had a lot of ideas that were interesting and, and super fun to kind of like put out. Oh, definitely. I mean, a, a lot of your stuff has a uh, like pop culture references sure. to it and it, it's, it's really easily relatable. Uh, right. and it's, 
there's the you've got a bold style right. <laughs> to right. all your stuff. Uh, when you see something, you know that it's a, a noble piece. That's that was my goal from the very beginning. Is just like to have that style. You know, again, it's just that's my filter, and that's what you know. I'll, I I really love doing mashup stuff and the pop culture thing, which was not something I did when I was so much when I was younger. It kind of happened more later. You know, and, and in the beginning, it was just to get people to come and, you know, just, just to attract people. Like, 25% of what I was doing was, you know, pop culture related. And then here's the other 75, which, you know, you got people in the door. It was a good thing. Uh, but I just kind of found that uh, I think I think there's a sea change going on in the art world. And, you know, and I think it's, you know, partially driven by AI, but I think that there's... You know, I I did a lot of shows and stuff this year, and I've never seen so many people uh, trying to get into, let's say, like an art fair, you know, and then just the amount of art fairs and that kind of stuff going on. I'm seeing more creators than I've ever kind of, and then you're competing with, you know, mm -hmm. all of that as well. So I just kind of found that, uh, that the pop culture stuff really resonated with people. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I also, I really pay close attention to a lot of that, you know, and I kind of, you know, with the whole D and D thing, the Dungeons and Dragons, I just kind of went crazy with that. And mm -hmm. uh, just cause I loved it so much as a kid. And, you know, the, the kind of great thing about getting a little older is you're seeing this stuff that was awesome in the past, getting this, this redo now. So it was, it was, to me, it was really kind of fun to jump on that train and get to really play with it. And not to mention, you know, I'm, you know, at this point you have to have in the art game, you have to have all these like kind of a, things that you're doing. So with mm -hmm. the Dungeons and Dragons, I'm hitting all the kids and I'm hitting all the 50 year olds. <laughs> so it's just like, it's, it's been a really kind of perfect, you know, to me, that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for and trying to recognize you know, there's, you know, the 80s, like, there's been this huge 80s resurgence, yeah. you know, which oh, I, for I, sure. I kind of been like, well, yeah, I grew up in the 80s. And, <laughs> you know, I, you know, one thing I got to say about the 80s, is I didn't love them. You know, oh. they were like, culturally, I think that they were some of the like, they were, it was, it was really plastic and like had some, like some shoulder pads uh, on it. And there was still a lot of like aggression and stuff between, yeah, you know, which different factions. I, you people. know, at that point I just ran into the loving arms of punk rock and, you know, <laughs> it was just, that's where I landed and, and, uh, which, you know, teaches you the DIY aesthetic and everything like that. And so that has been like instilled in me for life, which is super, you know, kind of cool. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I am a, a fan myself. I, I have been known to partake in a little bit of the punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> what motivates you to create your art? I mean, you kind of talked on it there. Um, is there, uh, like, what drives you to, you know, create art instead of make a table? <laughs> I mean, not that that can't be artwork as well, but, you know, what what makes you express yourself through drawing versus and painting right. versus... Uh... It's just my voice. It's just, it always has been, you know, it's the voice I knew. Um, it's the voice I'm comfortable. And, you know, I mean, to me, you know, I've spent some time not using that voice and man, those were not good times, you know? So it's just super important that I've got that kind of there, you know, to me it's, and I knew it young. So, I mean, it's, I feel really fortunate because of that. Is your primary 
occupation, art. That's all I do. Do you do commissions? Do you uh, just sell pieces that you create? Yeah, you know, I was doing commissions for years and years and years, um, and I just, I got tired of them, you know, and, and it's, I was doing a lot of stuff I didn't want to be doing, you know, so it's, so again, this is where the sea change kind of comes into it, and I think that, you know, more and more, uh, that stuff's going to go away, you know, I mean, Actually, the jury's out, but this is kind of where I'm, I'm, this is where I'm kind of really looking at things, you know, and I've also spent the last few years just following my nose wherever it takes me. That's, mm-hmm. that's you know, which I think has been a really important, uh, and it taught me that I just need to do what I want to be doing. So, uh, sure. um, I, well, I'm not against a commission anymore. Um, I don't, I gotta be into it, you know, but so there was that. You know, I kind of view being an artist these days as being like uh, living a substantial lifestyle or subsistence. So just kind of having like a subsistence lifestyle that, uh, you know, I, I I had the pleasure of watching, you know, like Wild Alaska, you know, one of the kind of semi-reality shows that uh-huh. doesn't make you cringe, <laughs> you know, that's interesting to watch. Uh and it kind of, I, I just kind of equated being an artist as to being living a subsistence lifestyle. So you've got your beaver trap going, and you've got a fur line, and you've got a gill line in the water, plus some like just hooks on line. So you're trying to catch fish, you're trying to catch a beaver, while all the while you're out hunting a moose or a bear. So, I mean, to me, that's just kind of been my approach. And how I think about being an artist these days is right. you can't rely on one thing. You need you you need to rely, you know, you need to be successful. You need to find as many ways as you can and you have time to be successful in a bunch of different avenues, you know. Well, and you've been uh, pretty prolific or pretty good with uh, doing shows and things yeah. like that. Um, how... How do you find that to be uh, in in the Boise area when you're looking to create or to start up a show? Do you find uh, that you're having to create your own opportunities for those? Or are you finding that there uh, are places that are looking for it? Or as far as like, you know, I've really saturated the market here, so it's like I'm going to be taking time off from doing that stuff here in Boise. Um, but I think. I think you have to create your own stuff, you know, I mean, or, or at least I did. If I want to do the shows or be in the shows or, or I need to do it myself, just, you know, and I, I'm also, you know, I'm not, I'm not like you're out of the box artist. Not that I think any artist is, but there's some definitely like a cookie cutter path you can go. And I have not gone that way, you know? And to me, I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'll do some of that, but you know, I like all this other stuff too. So and, you know, I just had a lot of ideas, you know, it's, and it's kind of why I don't think I'll get, like, I come up for awards and, you know, fellowships and stuff like that, and I just, I never get them. I don't test well, you know. I mean, I am doing my own thing, and and so it just doesn't fit into a lot of, let's say, traditional boxes. Sure. So, you know, and again, I'm just following my nose these days, so I'm just kind of doing like oh this looks interesting you know and kind of seeing what it does i'm just having way more fun doing that kind of stuff than 
than paying attention. Um, you know, and I think another thing that I really need to do for myself is uh, I, I was represented in the early 2000s, you know, so I was at a lot of shows nationwide. Mm -hmm. um, and I haven't done that since, since then, you know, so now that I don't have like a ton of obligation, it's kind of the direction I'm going to be going in. Um, and I, you know, I'm seeing a lot of like galleries doing group shows again, but they're not here, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, to me, I'm just going to kind of be writing, you know, that train, uh, because I need, you know, I need to really start creating value for what I'm doing. And I also, I think it behooves me to go get a bigger audience, be able to bring that back here sure. and, uh, show artists, you know, blaze some trail maybe for a couple other artists, you know, get, get some of that experience and some new ideas under my belt that I could probably bring back here and execute, you know, uh, I think, I think that those are, but, you know, I also need to create a, you know, I need to create a better price point. I need to, and that's only going to come with growing outside of, you know, really paying attention to that. I think that's, that's kind of, uh, the what I'm going to be doing in 2024 is uh, I have a show. I'm in a group show at Brassworks Gallery up in Portland in February, and then that's where I'm going to just start going from there. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Uh, when I talked with um, well, like Sector 17, uh, both of those guys talk a lot about like going to uh, like graffiti shows down in like LA and stuff like that, and. And yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta see what's out there and you've got to learn from other people right. and you've got to say like, Hey, there are people in, in potato town that are right. <laughs> making cool stuff. Uh, cause as part of, you know, why I created Boise art scene was because I, I was surprised by how much was going on, you know, art wise in the city. Uh, I didn't, I didn't think that there was you know it's just we're we're this little landlocked yeah. space you know in between <laughs> portland and salt lake city yeah. and it's, it's a weird little island here you know yeah <laughs> but there really is a um, whole lot of creativity and a whole lot of work going on here uh i think with how conservative it is and everything here you're gonna automatically have like a big a big uh you know kind of movement that i think i think that's where art art kind of develops you know well, the city, yeah, like, well, the city of Boise really started pushing, yeah. um, like, developing uh, spaces with the art that was around, and then now you see uh, a lot of the other Ada County places, especially, but Nampa, you know, the, the Treasure Valley as a whole has been uh, kind of beautified in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Uh, you see a lot more art and a lot more people doing work. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, I think that, you know, it's not a bad thing to say that you want to or, or need to stretch out a bit more and uh, you know yeah. get some more notoriety in bigger markets. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I mean, I just had other things going on, and now it's like, okay, let's go do this. You know, <laughs> I mean, and I'm doing it from a confident place because I feel like I've finally got the chops to really be able to get into and uh, kick some ass in some of those markets. Oh, the, the confidence is definitely a, a big part of it, you know. <laughs> it is. Uh, that self-doubt can uh, yeah. really lead to self-sabotage, right. for sure. Right, right. How important is it to you to have 
a space where you can go and and work that you don't have to clean up at the end of the day? I would say that that's becoming less and less a necessity. You know, I mean, if there's anything that I've really kind of made sure was happening was I was shrinking rather than growing, you know, when it comes to like having physical stuff. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's what uh, I did during the pandemic was just shrink and just kind of like really kind of figure out how, how are you going to manage the next 30 years of stuff you're going to make, you know? And so to me, you know, people are living in smaller places, you know, so that four inch by four inch, uh, little thing fits in that, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, and you can get an original of mine for a, a super reasonable price. Yeah, know? absolutely. And uh, so there, you know, so there was, I was kind of really thinking along those lines. Um, and also because I made so much big work that, you know, unless you sell big work, you're stuck with big work. <laughs> and and to me, I want to be pretty Spartan and light on my feet. And so it, to me, it was like my dedicated space is, what, 300 square feet, you know, it's sure. small. And uh, I think I've been the most productive I've ever been in, in that kind of environment. You know, I don't have a bunch of other stuff that's kind of staring at me, like those paint pens that I haven't used in five years, you know, <laughs> that are that are sitting there kind of, st- I think that there was a lot of distraction going on. And I think to really kind of simplify your process and to, if you can get smaller, that's the way to do it. Um, but, um, to me, it was, it's, it's just been kind of like a goal of mine to stay really small. So you've got a small substrate. I bought like a watercolor set, um, and you know, Sharpies and ballpoint pens, which are just everywhere. Uh, you know, and at that point you're making art for almost pennies. It's such a, to me, that's such a cool process and, (laughs) and you can store it easily. It's, to me, it was just like it was. It was a piece of the puzzle that I felt like needed to happen in order for me to like be effective as an artist. Well, and it, it makes them very. The, the coasters are are very digestible. They're very uh, like say you can store them in in a row, and then just like you're looking through album covers, you yep. can go and flip through them at at your stall or something like that. Uh, yeah, and I mean I. I've got a couple that right. uh, I've got around uh, that, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a very cool way to get stuff. I've definitely been in artists' houses that have rooms and rooms <laughs> full of, of paintings that, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, and it's, it is one of the, I mean, for me now I've recently downsized. And so I've had to think a lot about, what I have space for right. and what I can work on. So some of my hobbies are sitting in a storage unit right, right now, you know, and so I've had to piece part <laughs> which ones I want to do. And then sometimes I'm, you know, running back and forth. But uh, I, I do think there is a, a lot to be said, definitely for simplifying down to what your wanting to work on so that you can focus a little bit more on, on that. Um, so I think having in your case that your space where you've like cleared it out to just be what you need for like your coaster work primarily, instead of having, like you said, the, 
the paint pens off to the side that you use once in a blue moon or whatever. Right. Um, do you think that you would be as effective at creating if uh, you had to just work on your iPad on like the the couch or something? No. Yeah, I'd be fine. You know, <laughs> it, it would be no problem. You know, um, just because that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 been. I've got a giant beanbag that I just sit in and I do digital. I just sit there with an iPad and draw. Um, so the the thing is that I really like about the process now is like I'm still doing a physical piece, you know, because I you know you talk to digital artists and that's where they that's the rub, you know, you can't, it's hard to sell that original, you know, unless sure. NFTs really become a thing, <laughs> you know, it's, uh. it, which I love that whole thing too, you know, it's just like, okay, man, if people are into it, then let's do it. But uh, yeah. uh, I could totally just get away with going digital all day long, you know, because basically what I'm doing is I'm making a digital piece. And a lot of times, you know, all my, all my, you know, color studies and stuff that I'm doing for, you know, actual physical pieces, they're all done digitally, you know. So it's just almost anything I do digitally these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's kind of one of the things that I'm thinking about doing is putting them out there. It's like, I would love to paint these. So if you want one. Oh, sure. Let's that would party. Be an interesting. Right. You know, there's, you know, and there's, I think there's a few, there's in my last show, um, I, I did an owl painting from a digital piece that I ended up putting the digital piece out because the owl painting was so popular as a print. And that way, I kind of want to get away from uh, making a print from an original. I'd much rather make a print from a like a digital study mm-hmm. that this is what the original, you know, so somebody can have an original. That was a complaint. I was kind of fielding a lot. It's like, I don't love that you're making prints of my painting, you know, and it's like, I totally get it. But, you know, I mean, this is passive income and I'm not going to pass that up. Sure. And so uh, I hopefully this this is like a solution to that. I think, I don't know, sometimes it feels hard to, uh, uh, and I'm thinking in the world of tattoos, right? I've had a couple of tattoos where I, I've come in with an idea and then the artist has gone, well, here's here's what I'm going to do with it, you know? Uh, and I think sometimes it's a little bit easier maybe to, if the artist is like, Hey, here's something like in your case where you've got a digital proof that you're like, Hey, this is something I would like to make who would like to see it painted. You know, I think that's an interesting way of approaching it where you are putting the onerous of the idea making still on yourself. But, uh, I don't know. You're, you're, you're saying, hey, do you want this instead of like, what would you like? I think it's an interesting twist on that is what I'm trying to say. Well, and and you're not executing a physical piece that you might get stuck having to store. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it's just like, I'm not doing that anymore. You know, there's, there's like this, there is like this, there's a line in the sand and it's just, I'm not going to store any more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, you were talking about going to a storage unit and stuff like that. And it's just like, one of my favorite things is getting rid of that storage unit. Yeah. Uh, So uh, one of the other things that I wanted to ask here is, um, why is art important to you? Um, It's important to me. I, you know, I would just take it back to the, the, 
that's almost been the only thing that has been important to me my entire life. You know, there's, it's cost me relationships. It's, you know, it's, it's just what I'm meant to do. And that is, that is where I'm at, you know? I mean, I don't think, I don't know that there was anything else for me, you know? That's, that's just, it's very simple. That is what I was supposed to do. And uh, if I'm wrong, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody that can tell you that you're wrong with, with creating art, right? I mean, right. I mean, I guess whether you get a response to it or not, but I mean, you know, uh, there's so many different people out there. There's so many different types of art. You know, part of what I try to do with this is to, you know, branch out into all sorts, you know, even some of the ones that might, you know, the people that aren't going to necessarily end up in a gallery, you know, uh, but still deserve recognition, sure. you know, or, or some sort of rec- accolade or, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, it's just a recognition, recognizing, yeah, I think, I think everybody should be creating, you know, doesn't, it's, I think, if you can, if that's, you know, and I, I would never discourage anybody from doing some stuff. I mean, I like it, but it's, you know, and I'm not, I'm not also not out to be critical either. If I don't like it, I don't like it. You know, I mean, that's, that's it. How do you get your art scene? Um, you know, you've mentioned shows and stuff like that. What's your, uh, do you have a website? Do you have uh, social media? How do you get those out there? Uh, yeah. You know, I think, I have a website, which is noblerc.com. Um, uh, so I've, I've really kind of gone online to make sure that I've, I'm being seen. So, I, you know, and I've managed to get a pretty decent following. Uh, but I've also had to, you know, right now we're relearning a new algorithm. And so, that you know, it came at a pretty bad time. But, you know, it, to me, I'm, uh, I think that between social media, you're using social media to push everybody to the website, and it's kind of create, and then you're doing appearances by doing things like Art in the Park, and you know, so you're still, you're just trying to hit a bunch of different things. You know, and now that I've kind of like taken the whole role-playing game thing to the next level, I'm starting to get into all those groups and that kind of stuff. I think nowadays more than ever you're going to need to kind of like partner up with some things or really kind of focus in a in a certain area you know especially with everybody in their own echo chambers how many echo chambers can you get in (laughs) so doing some collaboration doing some specialization absolutely do do some you know do your fan art whatever that may be do mashup stuff I think it's super key and and I think that's what's really bringing people to the table. How do you, I mean, I guess you've kind of talked a little bit about how you want your art and practice to evolve and uh, your next steps. So what's in 2024, what's that going to look like for you? You mentioned that you've got a show in Portland in February. Right. Uh, do you have any other things scheduled so far? Or no, any thoughts you about? know, I, I think uh, my goal right now is to focus on marketing. I've, I've, you know, fortunately, I've created this deep well of work, so I can like not focus on it as much, and I'm really going to be uh, jumping into marketing in this next year. 
So we'll see what that that kind of produces. I'm and I'm trying to really figure out a way to make marketing fun. And uh, <laughs> that's a challenge, isn't it? <laughs> um, I think I think uh, that's going to be that's going to be that's my next hill. You know, my next hill. Hopefully, it doesn't turn into a mountain. Hopefully, it's not volcanic. You know, hopefully, it's just let's get up over this hump, kind of create how you go about doing things and really start pushing. Because I'm really curious to see, you know, one of the things that I've never done, but I hear all the time, is that the amount of time that you spend making something, you need to spend an equal amount of time marketing it. And I've never done that. (laughs) And uh, so now I think I want to kind of dip my toes in the waters and I'm sure it's going to get real messy you know, I'm going to make some bad content for sure. Um, if, you know, so it's just kind of like finding out what that voice is. That's the next thing. And again, I want to, I want to make it a whole lot of fun. Um, I haven't jumped, jumped, you know, I'm thinking like right off the bat, you know, I've been talking to you about Chet Zar and his, his whole thing, which I think is a really interesting way and a, a good way to go about things. Um, but I'm also looking at like Skinner, who's doing all the D and D stuff, you know, and has been for years. Mm. You know, just kind of look at what he's he's kind of put out. And I haven't paid attention to him in years, but you know, I know that it'll probably be. I think he just did stuff with Mountain Dew, you know. So it's just oh. like, you know, or you've got uh, Ashley Dreyfus here in town. You know, mm. she is doing some. He's all over the place, and it's awesome. Yeah, you know? I just and, saw a picture of her in Anaheim. I think. At okay. The show. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I mean, she's, she's, uh, she's, you know. I mean, what a great little leader there, and mm-hmm. what a it's, and she's got the voice that, you know, as an artist, you need to pay attention to that voice, you know, and figure out if you can have that voice, or you know, it's, or how you go about making that voice happen for you and what that looks like. And so I think there's a cool frontier. And I think with, you know, it's an important one to kind of cultivate. And I'm looking forward to finding a way to like it, to do it. (laughs) Oh, and I think it's a real interesting concept of uh, that you need to put in as much time marketing as you do creating. Because I think that's where, I mean, myself and... I mean, most creators that I talk to kind of fall short is is oh. the that marketing side of things. And one of the people who uh, does really well with getting his name out there and being active on social media, I thought was uh, Tom Kalos, who I interviewed in the past. He like every day he's on social media, looking at it, posting at least a little bit of something every day, uh, whether it's a process video or a finished piece or or just even him like saying hi, you know, he, right. he's always getting something out there. And yeah, sometimes it, it can feel like a hamster wheel, but uh, sometimes it, uh, the, if you can find the joy in it, you know, I, I think it's, it can be a re- enjoyable, rewardable, rewarding. Absolutely. Thing, you, know? you know, and I think, you know, that, you know, if you have followers that are there, that, are, you know, and I have people that, no matter what I put out, they're liking it, sharing mm-hmm. it, commenting on it, you know? <laughs> so it's just like, that's who you want. The dedicated people right. and the people and who come back and say, 
Oh, I love seeing that. They, they, they are definitely <laughs> the people that keep you going. Uh, yeah, you know, so, I mean, there's that, you know, and so you want that, you know, and you kind of want to create an audience. And, you know, I think uh, the other thing that I've kind of noticed this year was, especially because I did so many shows this year, that how many artists that I talked to that have suffered this year, you know, have like mm. taken big hits, um, just just aren't seeing the money they were, you know, there's... And I'm just kind of like, okay, we need to all pay attention to this because, you know, it, it's, and why is that? And I've heard a lot of people say that uh, it's harder to find people wanting to buy original art a lot. It seems like people have started, and I, I'm sure the economy has a, a part of it, but sure. uh, people are more turning towards the things that you can buy at like Target, you know, yeah. a pre-framed printed picture right. versus... The thing that you buy on Instagram from the artist, you right. know, so. No, and I, 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 that's not going anywhere, you know. So it's just <laughs> like, make your own, you know. That, and that's why I just have this huge print offering. And it's just like, and, you know, I'm finding that, you know, as part of the sea change uh, is that I've gone from selling more originals to more prints. And I sell a lot of stickers and pens. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just, a, a, to me, I'm, having a lot of fun in that arena and i think it's where my nose led me and there's a reason for that you know and i kind of listen to that stuff and you know it, but it also it allows me to because one of the goals that i'm also doing is trying to for those people that have been collecting originals and stuff like that you know i i need to my prices need to start going up so it creates value and uh you know, not everybody's going to be able to hit those original prices, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, because I have a giant setup of, you know, if you're liking the work, you know, you get here, uh, you know, I'll probably put out a book. I mean, one of the hardest things for me uh, in in the world of freelancing has been pricing, you know, because uh, on the one hand, <sighs> you know, you've got to price yourself for your value, but you also... A lot of times when you price yourself what you're worth, people run away <laughs> because yeah, no, uh, things get expensive, you right. know, especially when you're talking about creative work because you might you might have a 30-second video or a, a painting or a digital drawing at the end of it, but it doesn't mean that, you know, it didn't take 8 or 20 hours of work to get it just so. <laughs> Uh, I had a friend, Dave Darrow, that always said that uh, you're paying for what I know today and you're paying for everything I know coming up to mm. this point. So it's just, I mean, that's, and I think that that's a really good way to go about things. I forget the exact rap producer. I think it was T-Pain. <laughs> uh, he said, uh, basically, you know, just because I can do something in 30 minutes that it takes another person, you know, four hours to do, doesn't mean you should pay me less or you should only pay me for 30 minutes. But, you know, you, you're paying me for all the experience right. that it goes into doing that in 30 minutes right. versus, you know, making it look easy is because I'm so experienced with it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, it, it, it's, but but there's then imposter syndrome and everything else. Cause I'm sure that you're probably... Uh, less worried about that these days but uh <laughs> yeah i yeah you know i mean i'm not 
it's not something I really think about, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, like I said, you've got a very distinctive style. Mm-hmm. You've uh, got people who who like your work for for it being your work. Right. You know, it's. I was talking earlier a little bit about how sometimes it's hard to ask an artist to create something. You know, like I, I want you to make this. You know, and I want you to draw me a horse, and you're like, well, I only draw sea creatures. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, when I had my leg tattooed, um, you know, I I told the artist, you know, like I want some stuff. You know, I'm like I want it nautical themed. You know, I want it old. I'm, I'm like I want it in your style. I'm like I want here's some ideas that I have, but you know, you come up with this. Uh, and I think that, you know, and then she came back and she was like, okay, here are the pieces that I think would work great. And uh, I think that's that collaborative uh, work that letting the, I don't know, I guess that that's part of <laughs> commissioning, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's that collaborative uh, creation. But again, I think that it's easier to have an artist come with an idea versus uh, trying to have them. But I think most artists are happier creating their original ideas versus somebody else's idea. I, I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe not. I'm going to chew on that for just a second. <laughs> but like initially, my, my reaction to that is, is, you know, I've illustrated so much over the years that I need, I need information. So, you know, if people are like feeding me stuff, um, that, that helps me so much more to get to a certain thing, you know. I mean, I like lots of things, so I feel fortunate to be able to be able to put out lots of different things. But, you know, I mean, again, it's like you've got to, you know, if an artist isn't feeling it, you don't want what they're going to put out. <laughs> Do you think that there's uh, anything that would ha- that would ever make you stop doing art? You know, uh, no. Not, not anything, you know, I mean, I think... I lost my hands, I'd try and do it with my feet. You know, I think I'd be expressing in some way, shape or form any, you know, even if like, you know, you end up with a debilitating disease or, you know, anything unforeseen like that. No, I think I'd be finding a way to kind of put things out. Even if it was just, you know, at this point, I've been writing more. So it's like, you know, I could see even going to, you could dictate, you know, and kind of put stuff out like that. So yeah, I don't know. Sure. So like, I mean, there's, there's. I will express in some way, shape, or form for but, the rest. You know, I mean, it's just kind of what I do. And if I didn't do it, I would not be liking myself. You know, and that's that's. I need to do that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the artists that I talk to, that that's kind of the way that it seems like they feel. It's like creating is is getting something out that they have to. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know, I. I, I would say that all day long. Uh, is there anything that you want to talk about that I haven't asked you about? Mostly I would say something along the lines of, you know, if you're a creator, just it's even though times seem crazy right now because so much is changing, there's going to be some cool shit that comes out of it, you know, and it's just if you can't adapt, you know, that's. Do you have any advice for an artist that might be starting out? Uh if you were trying to say, hey, to get your footing, you might try this? Um, you know, I would definitely say just really uh, look to your do-it-yourself people. You know, I think 
if you're waiting around for somebody to do something, it's never going to happen. And I would say, wear a lot of hats. If a gallery needs somebody to go schlep crates, go schlep crates. Because more than likely, they're going to show you how to hang stuff mm -hmm. and how to properly put out your artwork, you know, or whatever whatever that looks like. I, I think um, if you can, go get on a jury selection so you're jurying shows. So you're seeing, a, like, not only are you seeing what an artist goes through to prepare to do a jury show, because I think that those are those are coming back and they're super huge. Um, and they're great for your 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 CV, which you're gonna need to get into other shows, you know, and that way you can start creating a record of your sales. You know, I mean, it's just like, this is, you need to put together a package and a CV, you know, like you need to be super well-rounded. Um, and a CV that you can hand over to somebody. It's like, here's what I do in sales. This is, you know, I mean, data, mm -hmm. um, which is the most boring thing you could possibly <laughs> ever do. And I spent 20 years not doing it. And I would say, really, if you can build that muscle early, I would say absolutely do that. Well, and I can definitely say, too, that I've seen um, in my own career line, you know, uh, judging for awards, uh, it can be eye-opening, you know? Sure. It can, it's just a different way to look at people's work, and it's a way to look at what somebody considers their best work and and maybe even the explanation of why they think it's their best work. And I don't know. I think that there is a lot of value to that oh. uh, judging shows if you can. Yeah, if you can. Because, you're again, you're seeing what an artist goes through, and you're seeing, you're seeing both sides of it and what it means to to judge you know you may love this piece but the rest of the panel doesn't and you've got to like explain why and go through all that stuff you know it's it's a pretty cool little process and it really it's it's enlightening um to kind of deal with people that aren't artists and what's going on in that brain banana there well noble hardesty <laughs> thank you so much for joining me um if I can have you one more time to say uh, what your website is, what your uh, Instagram and Facebook are. Okay. Uh, website is noblehardesty.com, N-O-B-L-E-H-A-R-D-E-S-T-Y.com. Facebook is just Noble Hardesty. Um, you know, and I also have like an artist page there called The Art of Noble Hardesty okay. that I'm figuring out whether that's going to be my main thing. This is where I'm going to be learning things. Uh, so that may be changing. Um, and then on Instagram, it's noble underscore hardesty. Excellent. And all those, I'm super easy to find. And on my, I, like, if you wanted to on the Instagram, I think the second link down is my link tree. So that gives you everything. Uh, and so if somebody wanted to find out what shows you were doing and stuff like right. that, you'd find, you on, find out through the... Instagrams, Linktree, right. or probably any of your social medias. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, well, again, Noble Hardesty, thank awesome. you so much for joining me on the Boise Art Scene Podcast. I'm Morgan McCullum, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Sounds good.